With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings. Only at worldsoffun.com. Here on the blue room, bit of change of scenery today. I've been put in the spare room by my missus because she did a video. Uh, the lighting's not great in here. I don't, don't really like it as much, Paddy. You know, where, where is it usually? You can see out into Sefton Park, you know, the leafy suburbs of Egbert, which I know you, you, nice. you admire so much. But uh, here, I'm in the box room instead today. I feel, I feel your pain, to be honest. Anytime the routine changes, it impacts on me as well. I feel so. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel your pain there. But there's still, still nice lights. We're still, we, we're still doing all right. So I can still admire whichever kind of slightly jarred retro top you've got on there for it's, us. It's, this is a Guatemala one. It's, I'm pretty sure it's fake. We bought it when we were in. Uh, where were we? We were in traffic with the cities called now Antigua in Guatemala, and we went to a market, and I managed to get the home one and the away one for about. Fifteen pound. I was haggling with a fella from the market, but you know, pretty sure it's fake. But what can you right. do? It's all right. You it's quite nice, and you've got the Everton colors as well, so it, it kind of does at least does <laughs> the job in that front. I one of the I top like, guys. Like, on like that. Do you know where they go across? Yeah, Peru. Peru had one, didn't they, in the last in the last World Cup, and that was really nice. But I um one of the tops I was thinking about wearing for this, which I couldn't actually fit, fit into at this moment in time. It was a kids' kit, but. 2006 World Cup in Germany. Do you remember Germany had that red strip that they wore for yeah. certain games? I was just thinking, all right, I started weighing up. I was like, shall I try and squeeze into this for brew with a blue? And I'm just thinking, I'm just going to get loads of abuse if I come on to that. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if it's a Germany shirt because it's red. I'm going to get loads of abuse. So they kind of mission aborted there. Tried to snuggle into old manner of kids' kits that I had 10 years ago. Just yeah. not. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe saw Ryan Reynolds yesterday, but he had the 13 14 uh, fur kit on, you know, the dark blue and, and the white. And he was saying that he got told by his missus not to stand up because it, it, it was a bit snug on him now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's used to Paddy. Everyone knows this is Paddy Boylan uh, from the Athletic and, and the Blue Room, of course. Um, for people who listen on the podcast, maybe you can't, can't see you. But um, yeah, yeah good, good to have you on, mate. How, how are you doing? How, how are you finding things? Yeah, it, it, it's good to be on, obviously. A bit of a weird time for all of us in insofar as how much life has changed. But I think the main thing for me, I'm I'm just trying to kind of almost take it week by week and look to put in place things that might kind of in, kind of improve my life even after lockdown. So trying to keep a little bit fitter, trying to like I was told the other week I did my hamstring on a run. I was told the other week, you absolutely have to do yoga. You're not doing any stretching, you absolutely have to do yoga. <laughs> And for anybody who knows me, I'm probably like the least Zen person you've yeah. come across. But like I'm I'm trying to I'm try, trying to channel that at the moment. So maybe when we actually see each other face to face again, whenever this is over, I might actually be a calmer person. Maybe we can hit up a yoga class together. I mean it, it sounds delightful. It sounds very, very egg actually as well. <laughs> have you been have you been doing have you been doing it? Have you been giving it a go? Been doing online stuff, yeah. Okay. Online online classes and stuff on, on YouTube. Not very good. I mean, I, I I don't know about you, but I can get nowhere near touching my toes. Oh, no. no, not at all. Absolutely no nowhere near touching the toes. But um no, it's been good. It's been good and, and obviously it just means that you kind of you lead a little bit more of a solitary existence. You you catch up on every show that's on Netflix over the last kind of ten 10, 20 years, go go right <laughs> back through. I think I've got every different type of subscription possible from Netflix and Amazon Prime, all the way through to Disney Plus. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's a different kind of lifestyle, isn't it? But I, I don't yeah. know. I'm all right. I'm getting used to it. Just on the uh, the, the exercise at home, I think everyone's sort of doing that now. It's it's one of them where. You know, me and I've done a few like videos. You get like because when you work at the NHS, you get the access to this app. It's called I think it's called it's it's called Fit. It's F W I T, and you can sort of get your know, videos up and stuff like that. So she she's got like a, a like, access to a subscription on that basically. And you know, at first like I was just drawing the blinds in ours, making sure that when people walk past, they couldn't see us doing these this you know looking daft in the living room. But I suppose now it's it's one of them where sort of everyone's doing it and, yeah. and, it, and it feels fine. And it was it was funny when we were recording the weekly show yesterday. Um, upstairs and ours have started doing exercise videos where you can hear them sprinting on the spot in the living room. <laughs> so there's loads of banging and that sort of stuff. But I uh, know it's it's a challenge for challenge for everyone, I suppose, in that it regard. Is, yeah. But is, is your hamstring better now? A little bit better, a little bit better. I've, I mean, I I used to do quite a lot of road running and, and athletics, track athletics, and, and obviously football as well. And I think just over time, I've just kind of hammered away at those those legs, the the, the hamstring and the calves. Uh, to the point now where there's no flexibility there at all. I mean, I, you know, you know, when you watch a, a, a footballer score a really good goal, and sometimes you think to yourself, well, in a one-off situ- situation with nobody watching, I'd be able to to do that kind of thing. So it might just be like a long-range shot or something. Like for example, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's goal at Arsenal, yeah. where he where he jumps up and it's an overhead kick acrobatic. If I did that, I'd be out for about four months. Uh, it's just it's just the way it is um so yeah it, it, it kind of it, it shows you how flexible and how fit and active some of these guys are doesn't it and, and obviously the kind of the excellent um yeah. care and attention they get from from medical stuff um i think they all do do yoga don't they i mean remember ryan Giggs saying for example that he, he obviously went on to play until he was around 40 remember he was saying that he's he's kind of quite big into it himself isn't he and yeah. Um, he attributed that to kind of prolonging his career. So I'm not expecting 
those kinds of results, to be honest. But even if I just get out <laughs> on, the, on the road again at some point soon and stay in relatively decent shape, I'll be all right. Well, do you know what? You lead us on nicely into a topic I was going to bring up later, but we'll we'll discuss it now. And I just I want to remind you, Paddy, that I want this to be a safe space for every Evertonian. I don't want anyone to come on here and feel, you know, uncomfortable about things. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you your say. But, um, of course, a, a couple of – about this time last week, actually, we had Adam Jones in the Liverpool Echo on this podcast, and he slandered your good name in some respects in regards to your, your play at Gunnison Park. I wasn't going to mention it. I wasn't going to mention it. So for people who were listening to this or watching it and didn't see Adam's video last week, he had a, we had a chat about when we all got invited to play at Goodison Park. And Adam effectively hung you out to dry, Paddy, in regards, I was to, in regards to our team. So me and you were on the same team. Um, the, the, the goal which we conceded later on in the game to, to lose the match. Um, and like I said, I wasn't going to mention anybody. I was going to leave it there. I, don't, I didn't want to bring it up for, for, you know, in front of the, the watching or listening audience because I want this to be a safe space for Evertonians to come and talk and share and feel like they belong. But Adam went there, um, so I'd like to give you this chance to, to respond to, to those allegations. It was That was a really funny day, looking back on it, because obviously, as, as Adam explained, one side was meant to have Jamie Carragher, and Jamie Carragher played on our team, didn't he? And mm-hmm. in the end, um, looked head and shoulders, as you'd imagine, better than anybody else on, on the pitch. He played at centre-back. The other team was meant to have Stephen Pienaar, if you remember. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he didn't, he, he wasn't ready to play, was he? He, didn't, he was injured, wasn't he, I think, yeah. He was, he was injured. So I, quite selfishly, when we were talking about picking teams, I was like, right, I'm going to go up front. I want to score at Goodison. And I thought, you'll know this, I had already scored mm-hmm. at Goodison twice the year before. But I wanted to go up front and score at the Gladys. Um, a minute in, ball over the top. Outpaced Dave Downey. Oh, now Dave's going to throw her under the bus. We're going to have to get him on for like a bit well, of a therapy session as well. But, but it's it's fine, isn't it? I, I don't mind. I just <laughs> like a never-ending circle. <laughs> let's just throw everyone under the bus. <laughs> um, I'll pace Dave, slot home with the Gladys. About a minute in, given how big that pitch is and how hard it is to run around on it for 90 minutes as, as we had to, I might as well have just given up then. Because for like the, the, the other 80 or so minutes, I was chasing shadows and, and huffing and puffing. But I went off. I got... I jumped in silly, in a kind of silly, reckless way, trying to bundle the ball over the line. And somebody went right through onto the top of my foot. So I went off kind of hobbling. And I had Stephen Pienaar. He was concerned. He came over and he said, are you all right, mate? <laughs> he, he found it quite funny. He, he, found, he, he found it a lot funnier than I did. He's all right, mate. So I'm, I'm doing all right. And um, I think by that point, we were still winning. We were, we were quite a few goals ahead. I guess I said to Adam, we had a bit of a... We swapped keepers, didn't we, in the second half? And maybe on the instruction of some of the people on the sidelines, he, he chucked a couple in for the opposition team. We had um, we had Paul Gerrard for the, for the second <laughs> half. <laughs> he, was, yeah, he was a celebrity player. Yeah, yeah, he was it was a bit unfair on the other side until he realised it was actually Paul Gerrard. And then he, um, yeah, started, he started to chuck a few in. I was I was off the pitch at that point, and I just remember thinking to myself, I'm fine here. I'm off the pitch now. I don't have to do any more running. And my foot's absolutely gone, so I can't do anything else. Um, and then somebody else gets injured. I think two other people said they were injured. So then people are looking at me going, oh, you're going to have to go back on now. So I'm just hobbling around the pitch for about 15 minutes, and they, they end up scoring um, to win the game. Obviously, Mark Mosey had quite a big contribution as well, which is annoying. Yeah, he did. Um, but I feel as though we need to... The only discussion has been of my football and ability has been that moment which, <laughs> it, which does disregard the three other goals I scored at Goodison so I, ju- like, I do have to highlight that 
It's like Sylvan so Distant Party. You know, he did a lot of good things at Goodison Park, played had a really good career, but all he's remembered for is that back pass, of course, which was the anniversary of yesterday. Did you so, see his um did you see his response to uh, the Liverpool fan that tweeted him about that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, so um he's quite he's he's quite prominent on Twitter, isn't he? Distan Neil he'll occasionally get into bit, bit a bit of a back and forth with fans. I think a Liverpool fan had just tweeted him, tagging him out of the blue, saying eight eight years to this day since this wonderful moment. Picture of him doing the back pass to Luis Suarez. Um, thanks for everything, Sylvan. And Sylvan just absolutely roasted him. <laughs> what did he say? Um, we finished ahead of you that season. I don't really, looking back on it now, that, that means more. I was delighted when you lost the final. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing it, but he did effectively say, "I'm delighted you lost the final." Um, I just, it was fantastic. It was just kind of bit by bit, really clinical, um, taking oh, this wow. taking this guy apart. So anybody that's not seen that, anybody's not sad enough to spend the day on Twitter like I do, go through that, and um, yeah, you'll have a little chuckle. There you go. I'm glad you got your, your retort in there as well, Paddy. There is video footage of it somewhere. We'll have to There's try. No video put... footage of the goal either, is there? There's only the only the last goal, isn't there? Only the last goal. So we'll have to we'll have to get that maybe get, get that embedded into a video at one point. I'm sure it's out there. I'll have to try and find it. It's not as if I haven't got the time to do, but maybe maybe you can justify it. Well, we'll, we'll get it up on the Blue Room YouTube channel and we'll get the lines drawn and everything. And you know, we'll we'll, we'll do Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher analysis on it. I'll um I'll do that analysis uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> feel, like feel like we need a neutral party after all this has gone I'll on. I'll be drawing a uh, wonky VAR lines like uh, <laughs> like a United John Moss and. <laughs> Well, whoever's in the VAR room, who was it for yeah. the? Was it Michael Oliver? That's the yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. But uh, just on this time on Twitter, you, I'm, I'm sure this happened. But do you remember that time when he was still playing, and he messaged someone who was giving him a stick on Twitter, saying, "I'll speak to you after the game." And he <laughs> marched, he marched down to the Gladys Street afterwards, didn't he? Trying to trying to kick off on a supporter. Yeah, well, obviously Fabian Delph didn't quite go that far, did he? <laughs> yeah. Earlier this season, but I mean, there, there seems to be something in Everton fans and Everton players having a bit of a. Um, Bit, bit of a disagreement. I wouldn't, uh, if you were picking anyone to have a fight with, it wouldn't be Sylvan Distan, though, would it? Really? No, no, absolutely not. I think <laughs> I don't think people realise this when, like, I the thing that always stands out for me when it comes to this sort of thing is, I don't know if you remember, it was the Manchester derby a few years ago. I think it might have been the one where Van Persie scored the last minute winner at the Etihad, and a City supporter runs on to confront Rio Ferdinand, and you're thinking. You want he's a professional athlete. He's six foot four. What on earth are you doing? And I imagine for those people, they probably had a few bevies, probably a bit het up as they're running towards the player. They probably you probably get like within a meter or so. And think, oh my word, what am I doing here? It becomes a very sobering moment all of a sudden. Well, yeah, and Sylvan is is probably a little bit taller than Rio Ferdinand, and <laughs> much more built, obviously, isn't he? And I know now he does he does his personal training and he's he's into his kind of his interval stuff. Um, big into CrossFit and things like that um, down on the south coast, close to Bournemouth, where he lives. So that's that's kind of his life. And he, I think, above everything, he's a fitness fanatic. Maybe not necessarily a football fanatic, as as some players are. And yeah, if you were picking one Everton from Everton player from that era to uh, to mess around with, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been him. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and we were speaking about that era a little bit before we we sort of got started. Um, Obviously, not got not got a kit on. Uh, you're not been able to dig any out. But uh, we were speaking. Well, saying that you've got a goalkeeper one, haven't you? Somewhere. Do you want to just? Show yeah, let me one? just get this now. 
So for people who who, who are listening to the podcast, it's effectively it's like a it's the lime is it lime green color? Would you say? It's a yeah yeah, yeah lime green color. and it says it says Chang soda on the front, not Chang Chang, beer. Chang soda. Because if you remember, because obviously Chang were a, a Thai beer company, mm-hmm. um, you're not allowed to have the beer sponsorship on um shirts academy shirts all that kind of stuff so they changed it to chang soda which i mean i i spent quite a bit of time in in thailand traveling and teaching i've never seen chang soda in my life so i think it's probably probably invented and chang's not a particularly nice beer anyway if if we're being honest um there are better thai beers but yeah that that kit which i did try to fit into mass i did try to show my commitment by putting that in but it is still kind of a 15-year-old shirt. So I'm... <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But the one you were, you one you were saying you, you would pick. So on, on these on these shows and podcasts, I've been sort of saying, you know, you can imagine certain players in certain kits. When you see a kit, you go back to a certain player and that sort of thing. Think 2010, 2011, Jermaine Beckford scoring that goal against Chelsea at Anfield. I think the, the kit you're thinking of, Jermaine Beckford, is the fella that I would most associate it with. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. You, you look at that 2010-11 season, and I think one of the standout moments for me in that season is is the very last moment, goal-scoring moments in the season for Everton. Obviously, that, that famous Jermaine Beckford goal where he picks the ball up like a prize racehorse and, and gallop, <laughs> gallops past about seven. Almost, it, it, I don't know, I say race racehorse, it, 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 it's almost Forrest Gump, isn't it-esque, the way, yeah. he, the way he charges past the whole host of Chelsea defenders a really good Chelsea side as well at that time under obviously under Carlo Ancelotti who who got yeah, sacked after the game yeah he got he got sacked after the game remarkably he only finished second that season and that was enough to get him the sack with um with Chelsea but uh, yeah a fantastic goal there was a one bit of luck in there if you look at the he kind of loses track of the ball around the halfway line and it ricochets off a defender back into his path doesn't it and he's he's through on goal yeah. So I think more than anyone like you, I probably associate that particular home shirt with with Beckford, but I also associate it with the two 0 home victory over Liverpool as well, and and that image of Arteta wheeling around after he scored the uh, the second from the edge of the box. It's a really nice shirt. That. I mean, if you if you think if you think yeah. back to it, uh, it'd have been better obviously if it actually worn the thing, but it's a, it's a really nice shirt, really plain, um, not much in the way of kind of. It's got like a little bit of piping, hasn't it, across the. Across Chang, but apart from that, that's it. Yeah, it's just, just, just all blue with with Chang here, the the, the shirt and the uh, the badge and the logo. So the Cox Sportif was it that one? Yeah, yeah they, it was. Yeah, they actually did some really good kits for Everton. If you think back to it, because I think my my favourite away one is the um, the one that Bain scored the free kick in at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, and that was the Cox Sportif as well, like the slightly off white, is it almost cream? Yeah. Shirt with the with the hoop socks. Some of the other ones, like you, you think back to the victories over Manchester City away from home, and the um, the black one with the pink lines. Yeah, the, the kept... New Zealand hacker one. <laughs> yeah, they, well, let's forget let's forget about the New Zealand. Hacker. <laughs> <laughs> really weird, really really weird. But um, I don't even know how that came about. Is it, is it just because it's a black strip and they thought? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Black, black, all blacks. Yeah, that was. I remember getting absolutely ripped by. Mate who supported Liverpool over that. Um, talk, talking about kind of, oh, what are you doing here? What's what's this got to do with Everton football? Um, but actually, in in itself, a, a nice a nice kit. Um, my abiding image from that kit is the um, is the two 0 away at City, where Rodwell goes down the line. 
Oh yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, he he's, he wasn't a winger, obviously, as we as we know, but he did have that box to box ability and the way he goes past. I think it's Vincent Company on the touchline and Gail Clichy cuts the ball back, and it, it's a great it's a great counter attack. It's a great great team goal. Lovely finish from Arteta as well. I just remind you of how effective those Moyes Everton sides are. Where if you think about it, going away to sides with much more money and still at times being able to compete, particularly with Manchester City. Um, but also with some of the other sides, um, those kids—I I think those kids were over underrated. Actually, the, um, the yeah, ones. and that, that season in particular, 2010-11, just I've got got the results here. I, I I remember there was so much optimism ahead of that that campaign because I think it take you back to the summer. <laughs> it was the season. So before that season, Arteta signed a new contract. After talk about him going, we got we got Beckford in on a three. And I remember, like, genuinely remember there were people saying we could challenge for the title this season. Like, people <laughs> people were talking that highly about 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 Everton doing that well. But th- this was the season where we went to Blackburn on the opening day and lost 1-0. Tim Howard had a bit of a, a shocker for um, Kalinich. Kalinich, yeah. Kalinich's opening goal. We, we didn't win in our first five. So the first five of Blackburn beat us 1-0, drew a home to Wolves on our first home game, Kevin Doyle, Tim Howard again doing the, <laughs> the star jump. We lost the bit on 1-0, Luke Young scored, but remember they played dead well that day, but were quite unlucky. Yeah. Uh, drew 3-3 against Man United, that that classic game uh, at Goodison Park. Lost away in, lost the home to Newcastle, Ben Arthur, drew away to Fulham, and they only won the first game of the season in October against Birmingham City, 2-0. Uh, Tim Cale uh, and Andy Johnson scored <laughs> that day as well. Uh, Sorry, Johnson scored an own goal, then Tim Cale scored yeah. late on to win it for us. And then we beat Liverpool in the derby. So, but a bit of a mad campaign overall. And just some other memorable game, game, games from that, that season. Uh, we beat Tottenham 2-1 at home. Uh, Coleman scored late on to win it. Um, Van der Vaart equalised for Spurs. Drew 2-2 at Anfield. Uh, 5-3 <coughs> against Blackpool. Do you remember that one, Paddy? The 5-3 against Blackpool was amazing because obviously Louis Sahar scored four, didn't he? Mm. Um, really, really good performance from him. It's funny you mentioned the Tottenham game because obviously that was Coleman was playing right wing at yeah. that point for Everton, and Everton basically used him and Phil Neville to negate Gareth Bale whenever they yeah, played. Yeah, remember that, yeah. And Coleman was basically the one that would always do that job. But when Van der Vaart scored that goal, I was sat in the Gladys Street and I remember him running behind the goal and cupping his ear because I think they went ahead. And the no, next we, thing we, we scored, and then I think Sahar scored a free kick, and then we equalised to go one on. Right. Yeah, yeah. He runs behind, cups his ear. Next thing you see is a deluge of coins. Oh. And Van der Vaart, he, he starts by doing that, but in the end, he's ducking to get away oh, from oh, all the oh. coins. Um, but obviously, Coleman scores late on in the Gladys Street, a diving header at the back post to, to win the game for Everton. And I think that was kind of the start of him coming into the side and, and doing really well. He'd obviously been on loan at Blackpool, hadn't he? Um, the season before, done very well there, and it was kind of a coming of age for him. He did move back eventually, but he, I think sometimes people forget he started him started on the right wing, played at left back against Benfica, <clears throat> which oh, is a really, yeah. which is a really really tough ask for him when you consider the Benfica side at, at that time with the likes of Di Maria and Cardoso. Uh, pa- Pablo Aymar as well but there were l- lots of good memories from that season They, unlike some Everton side you almost thought that if the opposition did score two or three they had enough in them to Everton to, to go on and score four, five, six themselves and yeah. Sahara I think was, was obviously a tremendously talented player that was unlucky with injury 
but they have Beckford, like you say, and even in his one year at Everton as, as a free transfer, I, I think he got over. I think he, I think he scored eleven goals in total. Yeah, he scored, um, scored eight in the league that season. Yeah, eight in the league, scored a couple in in the FA Cup and notable goals as well. I mean, the, the, there were a couple at Stamford Bridge. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a header at Stamford Bridge. Uh, the goal against Chelsea, as, as we say, uh, at home as well. Scores in the derby, a really good finish in yeah. the derby at, at Anfield. Um, most of his goals came in big games, and, and obviously then Everton were able to sell him on that summer. He'd, he'd done well enough to get a, a, a kind of a bigger money move. I think they sold him on to Leicester for about four and a half, five million, um, which is obviously a, a really decent profit. I think I think I, th- I think he was in the one season he definitely yeah. had, didn't he? he was he was a decent player for Everton. I was disappointed when he left, but the summer after that one, of course, was the one where Arteta did leave, didn't he? Him Arteta left, um, Beckford left, Yakubu left, and that was like the trigger for like loads of protests and stuff like that, wasn't there? From like the Blue Union stuff like that, people were people were not happy at all because we lost we lost against QPR on the opening day. One nil. I remember. Oh, Ross, Ross Barkley. Yeah. Played, every, didn't he? Everyone was, was fuming, yeah. But um, and then we went to Blackburn and won one nil when Arteta scored that last minute penalty. But uh, it was not an enjoyable start to the campaign. But uh, yeah, <laughs> great great memories from from that season. Just just a mad campaign when you when you think back to it. You know, Everton was, was so up and down. Like, like I said, didn't get the first win until October. Had the spell between February and March where he won. Six out of eight games. Um, just like, it like a classic Moises, not slow start, Paddy, and then did finish really strongly. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was typical of of his side, and I think it was it was something to do with the conditioning, the how hard he worked the players in pre season, and obviously different managers get their teams to peak at different points in the season. Some want them to kind of come out the traps, absolutely flying, and effectively get the points on the board, so people are chasing them. But Moyes was always one of those managers. I felt that. Because of how hard preseason was and how much running players actually had to do, Everton would wouldn't start the season well, but would inevitably pick up around kind of October, mm. November point, and then they'd be one of the better sides in the league for the for the rest of the campaign. I think it was like you say, it was it was similar that year. Um, and thinking back, we could have traced Arteta's departure to the pre to the start of that season that summer because. I think that there were rumours over Arsenal, there were rumours over Manchester City. And I think basically what had happened was Everton had said, give us one more year. Yeah. Sign the new deal so we get a relatively decent fee um, for you. Um, but sign a new deal, let's see where you are at the, at the end of next season. And if you still want to go and a top four Champions League side comes in, we'll we'll let you leave. Um, so I think the... The, the penalty the following season that you're talking about at Ewood Park against Blackburn, that was his last goal for Everton. It was yeah. probably his last, probably his last, last kick of the ball. Well. Last kick of the ball for the club, yeah. And then we replace, then we replace him with Royston Drenter <laughs> and Dennis Strakulersi, which is why obviously everybody fumed. Oh wow, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> crazy time. You you think back to those those times, you think, oh, we were so steady and solid under David Moyes. But then you you put yourself back in that summer and how things were, and Everton were just being classic Everton as it was. Yeah. But uh, Paddy really enjoyed that chat. And what what have you got going on at the Athletic at the moment? Yeah, so we we're kind of business as usual for for us in terms of what we're doing. Um, obviously lost a little bit of the colour of going to games, doing interviews face to face, like we have done in the past. But I think there's still quite a lot we can do. Um, actually, the, the latest thing that's on the site, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, 
the latest thing that's on the site is on Everton nomination for Young Player of the Year. Okay. We're doing we're doing because obviously now will be April will be um, award season for PFA and and the various other kind of governing bodies. We're doing our athletic awards for Young Player of the Season, Player of the Season, Goal of the Season, and I think team. I, th- I had to I had to nominate a team of the season as well, um, different positions. Um, so our nomination for Young Player. I don't know if you could, you'll agree with this one. We've gone for Dominic Calvert Lewin. Oh yeah, fair do. So I, I, I'd agree with that. <laughs> so he's uh, obviously you're a big Calvert Lewin fan, as, mm. as as anybody that listens to the show knows, and it's really a toss up between him, Richarlison and Mason Holgate for the young player and for the player of the season yeah. as well, really, if you think about it. And I think as I was going through it, I was, I, I was, I was torn between Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. I think in the end, Richarlison will get player of the season for us. Um, but it's it's close. And what it does show is that those that have shone brightest in blue have been among the youngest in the squad, which I think bodes tremendously well when you've also kind of got Moyes Keane, Tom Davis... Um, Anthony Gordon as well, who's who's impressed lower down the club uh, and with Ancelotti. Um, it shows how well those guys have done, but only right that I think Calvert-Lewin gets recognition for a real breakthrough season, I think, with regards to scoring goals at least. Yeah. Um, and I think that there are loads of great stories in there about him and who he's worked with, how they've refined his game. The time he spends, like he's an avid learner, so he'll off the, off the pitch, he watches clips of goals that have been scored and looks at how often he gets into those positions, like where, where goals are scored from. Um, and I think it's it's one of those kind of really nice stories where the hard work has actually paid off. Um, yeah. We'd like to see that happening. So I'm sure there'll be some disagreements. Some people will say Richarlison, who's only 22 for, for young player, and Calvert-Lewin, who's 23 for, for player of the season. To be honest, I don't think it matters which way around you do them as yeah. long as, as they both get recognition. Yeah, fairly absolutely sure. Uh, get over to that. Um, we'll put the link to Paddy's athletic page in the description if you want to check it out. Um, subscribe to our stuff as well. Um, the buttons in one of the, the bottom right hand corner as you guys look at it. Uh, might not feel like it matters, but it does helps us get up the page. Uh, like this, share it, comment on it, all those sorts of things. Um, and we'll speak to you soon here on Brew of Blue. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.